Welcome to the Sweet Sila Moments Podcast. We hope this little pause in your day refreshes and encourages you, friend. Let's take time to know God through His Word and love Him more and more. The Sweet Sila Moments Podcast is brought to you by Word Radio and Sweet Sila Ministries. Welcome, friends, to Episode 30 of the Sweet Sila Moments Podcast. Today's episode is called How to Be a Faithful Friend. Sharon, finding a true friend is really a gift. I bet you could share some stories about some long-lasting relationships. Have you had friendships that have lasted a long time? Oh, yes, I have. (laughs) I grew up in the same town from age 4 to 18, so I developed a lot of close friendships, and I'm still close with Julie and Kathy, my two best friends from high school. Oh, neat. I met Julie when uh, my brother was friends with her brother and introduced me to her when I was in the fourth grade and she was third grade. Wow. And then I met Kathy at church when I was in seventh grade and she was eighth grade. So one was a year younger and one was a year older. And in high school, the three of us just hung out together all the time. It was awesome. Just good buds. Yeah. And we still keep up and I love them both to this day. And then when Ray and I first got married, we moved away. We were stationed at Fort Meade, Maryland. And I did not know a soul to start Mm. with, and I made good friends there. And one in particular named Maureen is now really a big part of Sweet Sealer Ministries as well, as well as Marsha, a friend that I met through Maureen. So (laughs) Steve, Maureen's husband, Mm. and Ray went to West Point together. And so they knew each other, but we didn't know we were stationed together in Maryland. So one day, Ray went to a woodshop class, the only time he's ever been to one, Nicole. He doesn't do woodshop See, stuff. Does he woodwork? I didn't think he, he did. He does none. <laughs> none. We hire it all out. We're really bad at it. We laugh to this day that for some strange reason, God sent him to the woodshop oh, one time, yeah. and that was the one time Steve was there. Oh, neat. And it connected. <laughs> so through them, I met Maureen, and Maureen decided that what she wanted to do more than anything was form a prayer group. And she invited me and Marsha to join her. And we met every week. They both had children. I didn't have children yet because I had a long period without children. Mm. They actually prayed Catherine into existence (laughs) for me because I would just be aching and they cared so much. But every week we would share our prayer requests and then we would link hands and we would cry out to God for each other. And we still do. Wow. We still do. That's 40 years of a friendship. We, we um, live miles apart. Maureen's in Maryland. Marsha's in Minnesota. I'm in New Hampshire. Wow. We still pray for each other. They are regular prayer warriors for Sweet Seal Ministries. They are, they are a gift. They are oh, such a gift so to wonderful. me. So, um, yeah. yes. I do. <laughs> what was I talking about? Yes. <laughs> I have had several lasting, lasting friendships Good, that yeah. are rich treasures. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, we moved a lot when I was little. We moved 15 times before I turned 14. So keeping track of friends when I was younger, I was not good at. So I don't really have, even high school, I think we all scattered across the U.S. But I think my longest standing friends have been from college, um, and mostly through my husband, his best friends and his group of friends, their wives have been lovely friends in my life. And then just more recently at our church, I have developed some of the best friends that I've ever had in my life. In the past, I I would say, five to six years. And I had prayed as a little girl 
Sharon, I prayed for years that God would send me a best friend because I loved people. I would meet someone I loved and we'd move. And it just was heartbreaking. So I prayed and prayed. And now I have such an amazing core group of friends, like 10 women that constantly pour into me. And I'm just very blessed. They were worth the wait. They were worth the wait. (laughs) That is such a gift. And we traveled a lot, of course, once we were married. But my closest friends came from church. Yes, they absolutely. always did. I liked the other officers' wives I met, yeah. but there was a little bit of a feeling of, I need to look good so my husband looks good, mm. which destroyed the kind of vulnerability you need in a really good friendship. So yeah, I found my true. friends at church. Yeah, so, that's good. Yeah. Well, Proverbs has a ton to say about <laughs> friendships. We are going to read through a group of Proverbs that detail how to be a good friend first. Then we'll take a look at some of the ways to be a bad friend, how to hurt a friendship. (laughs) But we're going to start with the good stuff, how to be a good friend. So, podcast friends, this is our sweet Sela moment. We hope each rich proverb is a blessing and inspiration Mm. to you as we read. So, Nicole, why don't you start? All right. Proverbs 24, 26. An honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend is always loyal. And a brother is born to help in time of need. Proverbs 27, 9 through 11. The heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. Never abandon a friend, either yours or your father's. When disaster strikes, you won't have to ask your brother for assistance. It's better to go to a neighbor than to a brother who lives far away. Proverbs 27, 6. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Proverbs 18, 24. There are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 12, 26. The godly give good advice to their friends, a wicked Mm. The wicked lead them astray. <laughs> <laughs> A wicked one. <laughs> there we go. Proverbs 17, 9. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. Proverbs 26. Many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? Well... There's a wealth of information here, Nicole. <laughs> yeah. I think we should dissect each one of these one at a time and glean from them how to be a better friend. Mm. I'm so thankful for my faithful friends, and I want to be a faithful friend mm, to them, too. Absolutely. So why don't you read the first one over again and tell us what it teaches you, and then I'll do the next. And let's just go back and forth and study each one out. Yeah. All right, so Proverbs 24, 26. An honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. So I feel like this verse is saying that, you know, flattery may feel nice for a while, but it only hurts us in the long run. I have found that my core group of friends now are truly honest with me. Um, I crave that in friendships now. The shallow relationships that dance around truth are exhausting and not fulfilling at all. Like you were saying with some of the wives, you feel like you have to put up this front yes. or this guard and there's just no intimacy or um, ability to get to know someone really if you always have that guard up Mm -hmm. so it's hard to be honest and tell the truth (laughs) especially to a loved one but it's always the path to better friendships and a closer relationship to god if that friend is gently pointing out a sin in our life yes yes indeed yeah so for our list i'd say a good friend is honest 
Absolutely. It, and they're real, honest and real. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And that was the problem with being in a situation where I was with wives whose husbands were all competing mm. for the next level up. Yeah. Not every second lieutenant made first lieutenant. Not every first lieutenant made captain. Mm. So it was like a narrowing funnel as you got higher yeah. and higher. And I can remember sometimes just putting out there something vulnerable, like, you know, I really struggle with something hoping oh, that yeah. I'd, I'd get vulnerability back, and, and I wouldn't. Mm. I would get back, oh, well, that's too bad. No, we never have that problem in our house. And I'd be like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you ended up with just sort of this veneer. Yeah. And, it, and, and, you know, I'm sure there were times when I broke through, but there were too many times when I think all of us young officers' wives were trying too hard to look good and so we weren't real and honest. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's so exhausting to constantly have to put that up. It's just, and not be it your, is. just kind of stuff those real, those real like, struggles, you know? You right. can't just be yourself. Right, Yes, yes. Let people come over and see your messy house sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah. That kind of thing. Because, and that's what a real friend does. They, yeah. they accept you the way you are. Oh, yeah. So, so good. I oh, love it. All right. <laughs> Next one, Proverbs 17, 17. A friend is always loyal, and a brother is born to help in time of need. Hmm. So now we've got loyalty here. Mm. And I think loyalty means for starters not bad mouthing a friend at mm. all when when they're not present if people are saying um things about them we defend them mm. a loyal friend defends they don't they don't keep their mouth shut if someone's saying and sometimes people misunderstand you know they can say something about somebody and you know it isn't true right and loyalty demands that you say no 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 the reason she didn't come to the meeting wasn't because she didn't like it it's because her child was sick Right, right. You know, so part of loyalty is not bad-mouthing them and defending them. Yeah. I think that's really important. And part of loyalty is also showing up mm. when I say I will for the important things. For the, you know, when your daughters get married, you should probably go to your best friend's daughter's wedding. Right. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> and showers and, and birthdays mm. and things like that. Showing up is so important. And mm. then another way of doing loyalty is harder, and that's helping in times where they have a need. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing loyalty in three areas here, loyalty in defending them and not bad-mouthing them mm -hmm. in what I say to them, loyalty in being there for the big events of their lives. That's not so bad because usually they're planned in advance and I can yeah. fit it into my calendar. And they're fun. And they're fun. <laughs> yes, they are. There is that. But also loyalty when it's not convenient. Mm. Like if a friend breaks their leg, you mm. might want to go over and you know do their laundry for them or do right. their shopping for them or doing something for them. People don't break their legs at convenient times. It's not like you're like, oh, perfect timing yeah, on breaking your leg. Off, right? <laughs> I have nothing to do for the next five days and I can just serve you. That's not yeah. the way it happens. Nope. <laughs> Usually you have to squish it in, yeah. which is why Ray always tells me, don't fill your five pound bag full. I love You've that. You've got to have less in there so that when your friend breaks their leg, you can squeeze in that meal you for can them. Squeeze it in. <laughs> so there needs to be um, loyalty in that too. Can we yeah. always do that? No. Mm -hmm. When Dad Gamble lived with us, mm -hmm. I think one of the hardest things for me was my lack of time to serve and help others. Oh, I had yeah. a friend going through cancer at the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't take her to any appointments. I, I couldn't. I yeah. was barely keeping my little nose above water myself. Right. And it hurt because mm. loyalty says, be there. 
you know, but there are circumstances when you can't be. So loyalty for me in that time to her was writing her emails, mm. giving her phone calls, occasionally saying, you know, I could stop by and we could, you know, go out for lunch or whatever. Right. Just keeping touch in small ways, but not, not the way that I would do it normally, but it was only for a season. Yeah. But I wanted to kind of mention that because otherwise somebody listening can be like, I can't be loyal every time they have a need. Right, know? right. And you can't, which well, is why it's nice to have more than one friend. Absolutely. Because then when you're, well, that's what I found. Two things with that, Sharon, is when what you were doing was perfect. You were sending her emails. You were keeping up communications. Right. There's been so many times when, you know, close friends of mine, we've both been going through crisis times and we can't really help each other. Right. But instead of just like giving up on it and either being hurt because they're not there for us or feeling guilty still reaching out like, hey, you know I love you and I'm praying for you, but I cannot do much right now and I'm sorry, but you yeah, know that I love yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And Just I think that communication so, touch, yeah, you're right. I absolutely. think that helps. Yeah. And that's loyalty. Yeah. You know, because even that takes time if you're exhausted and you're going oh, through a yeah. crisis. It's hard. It is. Right. Yeah, I'm just right. knowing that. So, wow. Okay. So here's our list so far. <laughs> um, honest, mm -hmm. loyal, and helpful when needed. Yeah. As one can be. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. All right, so Proverbs 27, 9 through 11. The heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. Never abandon a friend, either yours or your father's. When disaster strikes, you won't have to ask your brother for assistance. It is better to go to a neighbor than to a brother who lives far away. So this seems like a, a trust has been built here. <laughs> yeah. By never abandoning your friend in times of need, you won't have to go looking for help when it's your turn. Mm -hmm. You've been there when they broke their leg. You've been there when they've had their babies and brought them meals. You've been there to cry with them. You've built that relationship of trust. So I don't have to go, oh, I hope my friends are around when I break my leg. I know they'll, they'll be there because yeah. I've tried to be a good friend to them. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful mm -hmm. thing to have. So it's nice to be able to pour out my heart to a trusted friend and have them lift my troubles up to Jesus in prayer or her friends or have friends who have been ready to respond to me when I'm in crisis with ready help or just a shoulder to cry on. And I pray that I'm always that friend for them yeah, as well. Yeah. You know what I was fascinated by? Never abandon um, a friend of your father's. Yeah. Wasn't that an interesting little piece? And I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> so um, I guess that means I need to value my parents' friends to some mm. degree too. Yeah. And I do, actually. Yeah. My parents have had friends that have become friends of mine. In fact, a couple of them, Larry and Nella Coates, who listen to this podcast and might hear their names, <laughs> um, drove all the way up from... Massachusetts and came to one of my book signings oh, nice. to see me. And so that was just sweet. How so sweet. to keep in yeah. touch, I think what it says is friendship is a valuable thing, mm. not just our own, but also to notice it in our parents and to just see the connections that can be closer than a brother. Right. Right? Yeah. Because you're living in the same area together. And my girls are deeply loved by my friends. Oh, yeah. Deeply loved, especially the ones that prayed for them. Yeah. So sometimes that would really be almost overwhelming for my girls because they'd be like, you know, they've been praying for Mary, let's say, in college, and they'd see Mary, who doesn't know them that well, and they're like, <laughs> Mary, I'm just so happy you got a good grade on that right. last test. And Mary's like, it's really know. weird, Mom, that your friends know more about me. <laughs> Oh, so, I love that. But they have loved. They oh, have yeah. loved my, my kids. And I'm sure your friends love your kids, too. I was going to say, we say all the time, I am so glad that I have godly friends in my life that 
if my daughter doesn't feel comfortable coming to me, if she's nervous, yes. she can go to my friend. Yes. And she, I know that my friend loves God and will point her back to Jesus and mm-hmm. send her back to us. Mm-hmm. So it's like having this little village that, I don't know, just helps raise, it becomes like adopted aunts and uncles and right. surrogate mothers and yeah. just a beautiful yeah. thing. And that is Christian family at its best, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It really is. We have brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. Yeah. I don't always live near my family. You didn't live near your no. extended family at all. But when you find a church home and you find those Christian friends, you've got the, the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Yeah, so that's I really like cool. That. Yeah. So, so for our list, I'd say a good friend is faithful and ready to help in times of need. All righty. I would agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a harder one. Mm. Proverbs 27.6. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an mm. enemy. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> All right, then. Talk about truth telling. When I wound a friend, I need to know so I can fix it. So they need to be able to tell me when I've wounded them. Right. When I am speaking derogatorily of somebody or de- derogatively, <laughs> they need to tell me. Yeah. They need to tell me and, and they need to know, let me know that I have wounded them. I need to be pulled up short sometimes. Sometimes I speak not nicely about Ray to others. Mm. And I have good friends who have said, Sharon, that wasn't nice. And even though that wounds you and you're super embarrassed, you're also (laughs) reminded Mm -hmm. by your friend that that's not the way you speak. Right. You know? And I would rather have the honest friend Mm -hmm. who says, whoa, 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 you're walking down a self-pity lane that is going to get you in trouble. Right. Than kisses from an enemy who play all smarmy and nice, but really don't give a flip about me, about my character, about who I'm going to be in Christ, about Mm -hmm. my giftings for the Lord. I want to surround myself with friends that will wound me Mm. rather than let me walk away from truth. Absolutely. Really. And that's why I love belonging to a church, because when I put myself in a church, what I'm saying to my church is, I give you permission. I have joined with you. I give you permission to set Mm, me straight if you see me walking down a path I shouldn't be on. Mm. So I think we should value that kind of friendship. And I would say for our list, a good friend is someone who's passionate for you to walk with Christ. Mm, That's the best kind of friend and a a truth teller in your life. So I want the friend that's going to help me be the best I can be for Christ. What so. a true friend that would be, though, for them to really care about your relationship with Christ. Like that's a beautiful friendship. You're not gonna, you're not gonna stay shallow and surface with that kind of relationship. No, ma'am, <laughs> you're not. And the only person that can get to me would be a faithful friend to do that because exactly. I have to know they love me. Right, because it doesn't feel good to be reprimanded, <laughs> and I have to know that they have my best interest at heart. Absolutely. And, and a good friend of mine would do that. They'd say. I love you so much, Mm. and I have listened to you telling me about how hard your life is now for about a month, Right. and I'm not saying it isn't hard, but I'm saying that what I'm seeing in you Mm. is a spiral down into just looking at the hard, and I just want to challenge you to look at the good. That's an example. And don't we need that sometimes, though? That's so good. We need that. So, okay, your turn. All right, Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So I think this verse is similar in meaning to the one you just read, Sharon. I think this is referring to things that happen as we do life together, learning from each other's godly habits and actions, and learning to give grace to Hmm. each other as we see those faults pop up (laughs) with more time spent together. (laughs) But more importantly, being willing to be willingly corrected by a friend. 
Things that if said by an acquaintance or a stranger would really hurt us or just be dismissed. Not always pleasant, but oh so needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for our list, I would say that a good friend is one who helps us, one who helps make us better people. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of that comes from praying with friends too. I have Mm. found that some of my closest friendships are the ones that when I'm in a self-pity party or when I'm angry or when I'm anything that that could walk into sin quickly, says, can I pray for you? Mm. And then they pull me back and they and we center ourselves again in coming to the Lord with the problem. Yeah. They make us better people. Absolutely. You're right. Oh my goodness. That's good friends thing. are such a treasure. Oh, they really they are. They really are. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth finding good ones. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Keep looking if you don't have them yet. Nicole prayed since she was a small child. Yes. <laughs> many, many, many years. years. Did. <laughs> it's worth waiting it's for. It's worth waiting. <laughs> okay. Proverbs 18.24 says, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. So when trauma hits, sometimes it's hard to know what to say and what to do. Mm. Sometimes you need to just be there. Sometimes you need to say something you don't know what to say. and You just need to give space with love. I have had the hardest time, I think, being that good friend that sticks close to a brother with Mm. people that are suffering grief than Mm. any other time, Nicole, because they're so wounded that I can say something that will hurt without my even mm, knowing I it, know. yeah. you know? So it's really, really challenging. But those friends, some of them that I've even hurt inadvertently yeah. have stuck close to me anyways. Oh. They have not allowed it right. to destroy relationship That's good. at all. Yeah. I think a true friend understands when words are, are spoken that were meant well, mm-hmm. but just aren't exactly what they wanted to hear right and they give they give grace well they know us they know the intention of our heart is not to we just we just know we're awkward and don't know what to say (laughs) they know that exactly (laughs) hopefully yeah and then on the other hand you know one of my friends really pulled away from me in her Mm, grief yeah and I just stuck with her yeah. You know, and called and did the little things yes. until she was ready to be friends again yeah. and stuck it out. And I'm so glad I did because we're yeah. so close again. Oh, that's she so good. just was so traumatized that there was no way to to bond at that time. Yeah. So I think we have to give our friends grace mm-hmm. in hard times and not run away from them. Right. And just stick it out. Stick it out being there in, in non intrusive ways yeah. until they're through whatever it is that's made it hard. Yeah, and so. to give them grace if they're not able to reach out when we're trying to stick close and they're pushing us away. Right, I mean, right. be aware of, like, <laughs> they need the space, but not to take it too offensive. Like, exactly. just the gentle little things. I'm exactly. still here. Yeah. Depression can do that, too. Oh, yeah. Friends can push away and just because they're depressed. Yeah. And, you know, a little note in the mail, even. That's mm-hmm. such an unusual gift nowadays. That's true, yeah. Things like that can uh, make a difference. I've sent flowers, mm, you know, same. to somebody yeah. that's just so down that they can't get out of their own way yeah just um, something to kind of spark yeah, yeah. a little bit of joy but we stick together so yep absolutely uh, a good friend is one who has staying power mm. even when it's hard yeah even when it's hard and sometimes it is hard to be a good friend because they don't want you exactly <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to take that personally yes <laughs> <laughs> all right proverbs twelve twenty six says the godly give good advice to their friends the wicked lead them astray 
I think this verse is encouraging us to be faithful in our relationship with God and making sure that we are spending time with him in the word. We can't give godly advice if we aren't filling our hearts and lives with scripture. It comes much more easily to us to give advice from our own experiences or opinions. True, true, true. <laughs> I have lots of those. <laughs> so we need to be sure we are gathering the right kind of advice before we try to give it to our friends. So true. So yeah. check our own hearts before we go after them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, so for our list, I'd say a good friend is grounded in the word of God. Yes. Absolutely. I want, if I'm going to go for advice, I want to go to someone that knows God's word. Right. And not just opinion. Absolutely. Oh, I think that's so good. Proverbs 17, 9. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, mm-hmm. but dwelling on it separates close friends. I love that. Oh boy, can we dwell on things, mm-hmm. can't we? And we can let them <laughs> fester and build, and then they can color a friendship. Yeah. We have to be able to forgive and let go. We really do. Yeah. I once, a long time ago, betrayed a very good friend and shared a secret. Oh, no. It was awful. It was yeah. horrible of me. There is, there is no way to make it sound better. I was wrong, mm. period. I confessed it to her, and she, she forgave me, although it wounded her deeply. Mm. It really did. So her tough. love for me that overlooked what I had done to this day moves me, mm. Nicole, because I didn't deserve it. That's so sweet. I be- I, betrayal is one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. And yet she forgave. She didn't dwell on it. Right. She didn't let it become a stumbling block. She valued our friendship more wow. than the wicked thing I had done. <laughs> and I have never done it again. I know. <laughs> so, Very hard lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I'm so hear. thankful for her. Yeah. So I would say for our list, a friend, a good friend is a good forgiver mm. and not easily offended, willing oh, to yeah. overlook. Yeah insults that's not fun to have someone that gets angry at every little mishap because i'm always bumbling something silly (laughs) right right be not easily offended is good yes (laughs) all right proverbs 20 verse 6 many will say they are loyal friends but who can find one that is truly reliable there's nothing better than knowing you have someone you can count on it just gives you that extra boost of strength to tackle the harder things in life knowing that you have friends behind you to support you and love you That is truly a valuable gift. It is. So making sure that we're not just saying we're loyal, but it's fine that it's truly reliable. So I think this is saying the actions is showing, not just saying, I'm here for you, girl. You're my best friend, but showing with our lives that we are there. Yeah, I love that. I'd say for our list that a good friend is truly reliable. Well, here's our list. (laughs) A good friend, oh boy, honest, loyal, helpful, faithful, ready to help in times of need, passionate for you to walk with Christ, Mm. a truth teller, one who helps make us better people, one who has staying power even when it's hard, Mm. grounded in the word of God, a good forgiver, not easily offended, and truly reliable. Well, Mm. Nicole. It's quite a list. It is. We're not always (laughs) going to succeed at these. No. (laughs) Which is why friends need to be good forgivers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But these are the goals. Friendship costs us. And it's Mm -hmm. worth the cost. Mm -hmm. Even if we can't always do the most for our friends, we should be able to avoid doing the bad stuff anyways. So we're going to finish by looking quickly at a few things a good friend should never do. (laughs) We're going to look at three ways to be a bad friend Mm -hmm. and what we should avoid. Proverbs has good advice here. The first thing not to do is to speak unkindly in friendships. Mm -hmm. Let me read you two Proverbs that relate to that. Proverbs 16, 28. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. And Proverbs 11, 9. 
With their words, the godless destroy their friends, Mm. but knowledge will rescue the righteous. I never want to destroy a friend with my words, Nicole. No, absolutely not. So that's the first one. Yeah. Gossip is so toxic, and it's so easy to fall into. I think that's why God calls it out in so many specific list in the Bible. It seems to always make it on those big lists of sins, you know, like, do not gossip. Yes. We need to be on guard against that one for sure. The next one, the next thing not to do is to be argumentative. Proverbs 18, 19 says, an offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Arguments separate friends like gate locked with bars. There's another warning about being a poor friend. I think it would lead to an argument for sure, Sharon, if someone did this to me. (laughs) Proverbs 26, 18 through 19 says, Just as damaging as a madman shooting a deadly weapon is someone who lies to a friend and then says, I was only joking. What a comparison. (laughs) But how deadly to a friendship and how hurtful like a weapon to have a friend lie and then laugh it off or try to make it a joke. Definitely not a good friendship builder. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And our last one, the third thing a friend should never do is be a user. Basically Mm -hmm. being a friend only for what they can get out of a relationship. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 19.4 is kind of sarcastic, I think. (laughs) Wealth makes many friends. Mm. Poverty drives them all away. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine what it would be like to be so wealthy that people flocked to you just because of your wealth. I know. I I don't have that problem because I'm not that wealthy. (laughs) But um, you don't want a friend that's using you to... Mm get a job or like if you were single to get to your handsome brother. Right. Uh, Friends should not be users. So let's not do that. So we must never choose to be a fake friend for someone we can gain. So, well, we've covered a lot of territory today and you know, it's really, (laughs) it's really made me excited about going out there and being a better friend. Absolutely. And it has been awfully nice to be your friend, Nicole, getting to know you. (laughs) We're so different in age and stage, but because we're sisters in Christ, mm. we're friends. Absolutely. And I love that. <laughs> so, well, let me pray. Oh, Father God, I thank you so much for good friends. Mm. I thank you for Christian brothers and sisters who love you and who become family to us. I thank you that you have shown us so clearly in your word what it takes to be a good friend and a Christian friend who wants their friend to walk with you, Lord Jesus, more than they want to be liked. Mm. So, Father, help us to be that kind of truth-telling friend. And thank you, Father, that you even call us your friends. Mm. What a privilege. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we covered a lot of territory today, didn't we? (laughs) We hope that you have at least one friend who is reliable and faithful. If not, we hope you will set out to be that kind of friend to others. Friendship is a true gift from God, and Christian friends, who share the love of Christ between them as well, have an extra special bond. We are glad that you are our podcast friends, listening to the podcast each week and hopefully finding nuggets to apply to your own lives. And please come back next week as we talk about when to work and when to rest and what is laziness anyway. Episode 31 is up next and it's titled, Work Well, Rest Well. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. Sweet Zela Moments is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Zela Ministries. More information about this podcast, including show notes, can be found at sweetzilla.org and at wordradio.net. Thank you for joining us.